Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Quick housekeeping for you as per usual. Make sure you rate and review five stars on Apple's podcast app. Follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. My YouTube channel, subscribe, Felix Levine. Search it on YouTube. You can subscribe, watch everything in its full video formats as well as smaller clips and highlights. Um, and I love when you guys reach out to me. Tell me what you do like about the episodes, maybe what you don't like. That's also incredibly helpful. Um, guests you want to, to see on the show. Um, so please, please reach out to me, FelixLevineWTG at gmail.com. You can find that on my website, Felix-Levine.com, or just DM me on Instagram. Uh, I usually check those, so please, please do that. Um, it's really awesome to, to hear from you guys and my guest today. He is one of the hottest prospects in MMA. He's the current Ring of Combat featherweight champion and will be featuring on Dana White's Contender Series this July. Please welcome Dennis Bazookia. Live. What up, brother? Live, Dennis, what Dennis, up, what up, baby? So uh first of all, I'm excited because we've been we've been talking about this for a while. And yeah. uh and finally you're here. And with a lot of different news that we're gonna talk about after, but uh thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me, bro. You're out you, and you put in a little trek too, so I appreciate you trekking out here. I'm happy to be here, bro. bro. The Friday the Friday traffic is terrible. Yeah, and the weather's been getting a little nicer, know, you know, so it's pretty out. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But I love this part of Brooklyn. You come here often? Uh, I've come here a few times, maybe like 10 times in my life, but I do like it. It's nice, right? Yeah. Nice little park slope area. Um, okay, I told you a few seconds ago. Something the world doesn't know about you from previous interviews that you've done. Okay. We're going right into the COVID story? Right. I was getting to the COVID story then. So I had gotten COVID like two weeks, three weeks before I fought for my Ring of Combat title in 2020. Okay. This was before COVID hit the news or anyone knew what anything when was. was. Your, when was your title fight? February 2020. Oh, okay, yeah. So this was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the world shut down in March, you know? Uh, I had gotten a really bad cold at the time, and everyone in the gym was getting sick. So this kid from Italy came. He was living with me and Al in the house. He came coughing. I'm like, yo, why the fuck are you coughing so much, bro? You know? <laughs> Looking back at it, it's like, yo, this fucking guy yeah, had yeah. COVID, bro. He's patient zero, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, from Italy, too. From Italy, bro. Yo, he came they, on the plane crazy coughing. Cases. Yeah, bro. He brought the shit. <laughs> Me and Al get super sick, but I'm in the middle of camp for my fight. I'm cutting weight. I'm training oh, two, three times a day. I'm killing myself. And then I get super sick. I'm like, fuck. And this fight, bro, they had like four or five pullouts on this show. At that same oh. card, because everyone was getting so sick. Oh. It was crazy. I remember the matchmaker, Frankie Perez, for Ring of Combat. He was like, yo, I don't." I remember at the time, because this was before COVID, we yeah. didn't know. He's like, yo, I don't know if someone put a hex on this shit, or the <laughs> devil himself. He's like, this shit could not have gone any worse, bro. He was telling us. You know, it was so funny. So everyone was getting sick. But anyways, doctors put me on antibiotics. I started. I was having the breathing problems, like trouble taking a yeah, deep yeah. breath. So they gave me an, an albuterol inhaler. Uh, and then going into fight week, I was still on antibiotics. So I'm cutting weight on antibiotics, still sparring. I remember sparring Nas while I was really sick. Mm -hmm. Um, Naoki, which is a fighter from Japan, he was in the UFC. He went to the emergency room at the time. Oh, this kid was like 19, 20. He's even younger than me. So everyone was getting fucked up. 
anyways, I fought. Thank God I won. It was a tough fight. You know, I I had I was feeling yeah. it. But I won the fight. It was a three-round war. Um, after that, I went to Panama in March. As I'm, so I go to Panama for a few days just to chill. As I'm at, I was at a bar now waiting to go to the airport before I come back. Me and my cousin get a text. Trump shuts down oh. international <laughs> travel. I'm like, yo, we're getting stuck in fucking Panama, bro. As we're at the bar, we get another text. Your flight's been delayed. Oh. I was like, bro. I was like, we're stuck. I was like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Anyways, thank God the flight gets delayed again. Then I really start shitting my pants. I'm texting my family like, yo, I might get stuck in Panama. But thank God we end up coming back. The same day? Same night. Yeah, same, same night. night. So now after that, I had my first training session. This was peak COVID now. <laughs> Uh, when everything was on lockdown, no one could go out. Everyone's scared to talk to each other. So I was in the house with Al and Nas. We were right. living together. Al Quinta. So we had a training session in the garage. And I just remember I did one round, bro. And I was fucking dying. And I never felt that before. Like, ever. This was two weeks after the fight. So I was recovered. I was good. You know, I was drinking. But I've drunk. I've, like, went out, drank, partied, and went and sparred the next day. Yeah. I've done that plenty of times. And I, like, you'll feel it, but... Nothing felt like what I felt for this training session. And it was one round. So I remember telling Al, and Al remembers it too. Like, we talk about it now. And I was like, yo, I, like, after the session, I'm like, yo, bro, I felt really weird. Like, I can't breathe or something. He goes, ah, you're out of shape. You know, you're heavy. Anyways, time goes on. I'm only getting worse. I can't breathe. Like, I can't take deep breaths. Even, like, normally? Like Even just, normally. Okay. Even normally. Like, I'd be in the car. I remember one time I'm driving with Nas. I'm in the car, and then I'm just sitting passenger, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like trying to take a deep breath. I was like almost hyperventilating, just sitting in the car. And he goes, "Cuzzo, you all right?" He's like, "You good?" I'm like, bro, I don't know. I can't take a deep breath. And this is like, this is summertime at this point. You know, months later, very weird. So, time's going on. I'm getting even worse. Then I start having like stomach issues, like bloating, uh, diarrhea, constipation, like all types of weird stuff. Um, it just keeps getting worse, dude. So eventually, they call me. We go. We, I went to corner Aljo for the Sanhagen fight. Okay. So we were in training camp, and I'm feeling it. You know, like I'm thinking, like ah, I'll just train hard and I'll get past it. I'm good. But I was really feeling it. Yeah. Not even like being the one in camp. I was just being as a training partner. I was feeling it a lot. You know, like the exhaustion, heavy body. Like my brain's not working sharp. Like I had bra I had bad brain fog too. There'll be moments like, I don't know where I am. Like, I got concussed, bro, you know, wow. without even sparring or anything. So I was just attributing it all to training and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I didn't know. Uh, I go corner Aljo for the Sanhagen fight. Then I get the call for contender at the time. Right. They call me for contender. Now I have no training partners at this point. You know, like Aljo's there, whatever. But the gym, everything was weird in New York, bro, during this time. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. peak COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, in New York, it was a strict state, yeah. dude. Like, everything was, was messed up. So, that whole camp, and you can ask, like, not to make excuses, but Al, Aljo, Ray, Sarah, like, everyone, like, saw what I was going through at this time. And they remembered, like, what, what you know, what I was yeah. going through. It was just a, a crazy thing. My, like, I wasn't myself, you know, at all, by any means. Like, the breathing issues, I would get exhausted, couldn't breathe. And then something happened. I have a herniated disc in my neck, um, which it hurts me all the time, but I never had this problem. So as I was getting ready for the fight, 
a uh the so it's called a suprascapular nerve okay. it shut down in my shoulder for some reason it got like impinged or something the nerve from my neck wasn't firing into my shoulder so then my infraspinatus muscle completely atrophied which is a rotator cuff muscle so now i had like no like i couldn't externally rotate with this arm like i lost a lot of strength in this arm i couldn't turn the wheel driving with it wow. that's how bad it was so i was going through the breathing stuff the stomach issues Jesus. the brain fog and then my shoulder yeah during the contender series camp wow but I, once i signed the contract bro i'm not pulling out you yeah, know yeah, unless yeah. like i break my leg which has happened to me before yeah. You know, unless I break a bone and I can't move, then I'm not pulling Fuck. out. So that was, damn, that's a lot of shit. This was a lot. And honestly, and and Melsic, so for the people that remember that fight, um, or that know Melsic, Bagdazarian, 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 yeah, Bagdazarian, who uh, who's who's a who's he's a he's a beast. I mean, he's, he's a good beast, man. bro. Um, that was a, it was a split. It was a split. Unanimous, was, yeah, unanimous, two, but it two was to like one. two one. Yeah. Um, because I, I remember because at that point I didn't know you. I think I didn't know you, but I had kind of like. Like just because I follow MMA, like I knew of you like that, mm -hmm. and I remember I was like, damn, that was a good fight, you know? What I mean, like two two bad motherfuckers, um, but that's crazy to know the whole backstory because I didn't know that. I just remember when I saw you with John last summer, mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, and you still had like, like you still had like lingering effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not now. You're a hundred percent. I want to say a hundred. I still like sometimes it comes and goes. Like the last few weeks, maybe because I haven't been eating as clean, like perfect. Yeah. I'm feeling it a little bit. Like today, I'm okay. But sometimes I'll have like the bloating. Sometimes I won't be able to take like a complete deep breath. You know what I what mean? What did you? So did you? Uh, how did you get from like the terrible spot to like at least closer to a hundred percent? Bro, so I was going. So I fought the fight after contender. I lost, and then. I was like, I'm going to take a month off. I'm not going to do anything except go to doctors, mm -hmm. every doctor I can, and see what, what's going on. Yeah. I, went to pul I went to two different pulmonologists. I went to a cardiologist. I went Fuck. to my primary doctor, got all my blood work done. I went to a gastrointestinal doctor for my stomach and mm -hmm. insides. Like, everything, bro. I spent so much money. Like, everything I had, I spent on it. I was like, yo, I'm going to... I was like, I can't fight like this. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, how am I going to fight people like Melsic or Holloway or anyone yeah. in the UFC with my lungs like completely yeah. shot? So I went up to, I went going, I went to a pulmonologist and we did the pulmonary function test and my lungs were functioning at 68%, bro. I lost like a third of my lung function at the time, which I haven't gone back yet, but I'm sure it's better. And we did so many tests and they were like, they told, I remember the number 68%. I'm like, yo, that's a third of my lungs. Yeah. That's like not functioning. You know, I couldn't believe it. And I remember telling myself, like, yo, I'm, like, I remember having to talk with myself, like, this might be my career right here, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, no, I can imagine. This yeah. is as far as I can go. Are they telling you you can fight on 68% capacity of, like... No, your, bro, that's not even for a normal human. Yeah, what is, so normal. what is, like, a nor like, when someone's deficient in that category, what is, like, a number that they're around? I don't know, actually, I didn't ask that. I'm curious. That's yeah, a good question. That doesn't sound good, though. But for a professional athlete, for a professional athlete I was 22 years old, you know? Like, that's not normal. I, I don't even, I don't smoke. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'll drink if I go out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm not a, a, a recreational drinker by any means yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a healthy kid, you know? I'm a professional athlete and they said at the end of the day. They said it was co all, all the COVID. So, now this is the thing. Now, the doctors, this is what pissed me off. And this is what made it even 10 times worse. Because I would tell them everything that was going on, all my symptoms. And then the doctors would tell me, maybe it's anxiety. 
Because COVID was new at the time, so they didn't know anything about uh. it. All the tests come back clear. Like, there was no inflama- inflammation in my heart, no inflammation in my lungs, just in my stomach. Um, the nerve, when I did, I went to the neurologist or whatever they're called for my shoulder. They did, like, the EKG or EMG, whatever it's called. They saw that the nerve, I told them, like, yo, look at this, check this nerve. Because it's such, like, a uncommon thing for this right. nerve to, like, shut down. So I was, like, diagnosing myself at this point. But then all the tests kept coming back clear and the doctors were telling me it's in my head. And that's what uh, pissed me off even yeah, more because yeah. I'm like, they would say it's anxiety. I'm like, yo, I know what fucking anxiety is. Like, I fight in a cage, you know? I know, <laughs> like, I know what it is. I know what being nervous is and, and like, you know, being short of breath yeah, and all yeah, this, yeah. you know? So that got me even more mad and then it put me into a deeper hole because I'm like, there's no answer. Right, yeah. You know? They gave me, like, all these types of uh, steroids. They gave right. me... uh inhalers everything bro nebulizers they gave me like stomach medicine everything bro nothing helped and then the worst thing that started coming up was the brain fog so then i was actually telling shane burgos this kind of this stuff uh last night we were dming i don't remember how we got we got into conversation just had it right oh so that's how it came up yes because he's when i was talking to him yeah that's what it is because i talked to him recently he told me the same thing yeah because i was like when are you gonna come back and he was like well i don't even know if i'm allowed to say this but yeah (laughs) but like whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's he's anyways, he's been having yeah. some COVID stuff. I won't go into detail. Yeah. But uh I you know, we started talking and I started telling him about what I was going through because he asked me, he's like, if you don't mind me asking, and I told him like I was hearing things, felt like and then Nas was in the house at the time too with us. So I literally thought, now this is how bad I got, you know? And it's like I never went public with it because I sound yeah. fucking crazy, bro. It's like embarrassing kinda. But I would be sleeping in the middle of the night. You know when, like, someone's staring at you and you feel them looking at you? It yeah. just takes your attention? I would be dead asleep, bro, 3 a.m., and I would just feel like someone's in my room staring at me. I'd open my eyes. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'd think, like, I'd think Al is in my room. Like, he just opened the door to check if I'm all right or something, you know? Like, I would feel like someone's staring at me. So then you just, like, pop open? like pop. Bro, awake. from dead sleep, I'll jump up. Like, I'll sit up out of bed like a fucking mummy and look around my room. Pitch black, bro, and there's nobody in there. This would happen, like, every night. I'm like... Nah, this is fucking scary. So I started locking my door and I would it would sound like there's footsteps in the room, like I would hear scratching in the wall next to my next to my fucking w- like with nobody home either cuz Al would be in Vegas, Nas like yeah, wouldn't yeah. be home and Nas there was a point Nas moved out, you know? So it was just me in the house. I would keep hearing this shit. And then like Nas started having his little stuff too, which made me think even more into it. I would like hear my name being called, nobody's home, like the weirdest oh my shit, God. bro. I literally thought when you were, when you were with your girlfriend, like you guys, bro. So there was one time she slept over, and she would feel weird when she would come over. There was one time she came and she was sleeping in the bed with me, and I just the craziest sleep paralysis happened to me. She thought I was just like choking while I was sleeping. She didn't know what happened. Like she saw the whole thing, but like I was pretty much like it was like a little fucking demon thing choking me. These are like crazy things, this you is know? Crazy. The a little demon thing was like it pulled. Like I had the sheets over my head, like. The sheets were stuck behind my head, like, over me. And I'm, like, suffocating. And then I'm, like, trying to wiggle my head out. And I feel pressure on my knee at this time, my right knee. I feel like it's elevated in the air. So I finally get my head out. I'm, like, suffocating. I look towards my foot, like, towards my right leg. And it's pitch black in the room. And But in the blackness, there's, like, a little figure even blacker with red eyes wrapped around my leg trying to break my leg, bro. That's it was what like, you're seeing? This is what I'm seeing. And like the? in the middle of the night, like a little demonic kid in the dark, 
trying to break my leg, bro. My girl's in bed next to me, but I'm seeing this. So I blink, and then it's like the same visual. Imagine like this room. It's like black, and then you blink, and then the sun is out, and then it's just daytime. And then I look at her, and she was just like staring at me like terrified, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'd explain it to her. I'm like, yo, was I like really suffocating? She's like, yeah. She's like, I thought you were like sleep apnea or something. You know, she didn't know what was going on. So she, she like, she saw me go through it too. You know what I mean? It was very weird. And then one time we went, we were at dinner. It was me and my girl and her sister with her fiance. We were at a restaurant. And this is the first time this ever happened to me. Actually, second time. So the first time, I'm sorry to cut back, but I was in the house alone. There was like a period where I wasn't staying at Al's house in Long Island. I was staying at my parents' right. more just because I, I, I was so afraid to stay at home. Wow. And Al was gone. I think he was in Vegas for the time he was doing PT on his knee. And I remember I trained some kids at night, a few kids, and then I'm in the house alone. And then I'm counting the money. And then I just feel like something like right here over my shoulder. And it just felt like the most evil, demonic thing like ever. It was just like pure wow. evil, bro. And I just, it was almost like it was like growling in my ear. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like in the kitchen and I was like telling myself, like, don't pay attention, don't pay attention. Like, I'm thinking there's a fucking demon next to me, bro. I'm like, don't look at it, don't give it attention, you know, like, pretend it's not there. So I'm counting the money and then I put the money in my wallet and then it just felt like it started choking me. And then I don't know if you, you ever done jujitsu, like where you get caught in a choke yeah, and like yeah, you, you see yourself going out. Yeah. It was like that. So then, like, I felt like the, like, tingles from, like, the top of my head come all the way down. And my arms got heavy. I started sweating. And then, like, my legs, like, almost gave out on me, bro. And I'm in the kitchen, dude. Like, nobody's home. But I literally felt, like, hands around my neck, like, fucking choking me. Bro, I shut the lights off quick. I booked it out the house. And I went back to Staten. So is it, so all of these moments mostly are, like, are at the house? At the house, yeah. So, like, is, do you think it's? Like what do you so what do you think like what are, have you talked to a doctor about these specific not things? these things because I know they'll just think I'm fucking crazy that's why I never even talked about like it in a public. sleep doctor so I never had problems with sleep but now so then this melatonin? same thing no I don't take anything see because sometimes melatonin could do weird things with your dreams that's crazy yeah but I was wide awake at this point no yeah for this you're wide awake yeah. but I'm talking about the sleep stuff yeah the sleep paralysis shit yeah which I don't usually have I used to have it as a kid I used to get in like have this weird like these weird dreams as a kid I do have weird dreams a lot you know like weird dreams like this I don't know why um but then there was another time I was at dinner with my girlfriend and right. her sister and yeah, fiance yeah, yeah. and the same thing happened to me like they're telling a story and then I just put my head down, and I'm, like, just looking down. I just put my head in my hands. And then it was the same feeling. Like, I just saw, it, like, the choking feeling. Felt like there was, like, evil around me. Wow. And then, like, my body just gets the tingles, and I just get up, and I just run to the bathroom. And they're texting me, like, yo, you all right? So I just started praying in the bathroom. And then after all this, I ended up going to a priest. Like, bro, the whole oh, thing. So like, like, the whole... So, okay, so what do you... Okay. This is crazy. Yeah, so like, what nuts. do you think this this is? Because this doesn't sound like COVID. So, now this is the thing, bro. So, like, now these, I'm having, like, this thing where I can't breathe. I feel like I'm being choked. Now, I, now this is where it gets even worse. Am I, is it COVID? Am I not getting oxygen? Am I yeah, physically dying? Yeah, yeah. Do I have to go to the hospital? Is it in my head? You know, now, and then that makes it even worse. Like, what's going on? You start, like psyching yourself this out this is crazy do you have a therapist in general 
I don't. I probably should have one. I mean, I think I love therapy in general. Like me, I think everybody should just for every reason under the sun. But like, I'm I'm curious what like the like, I'm curious what the fuck this is. Me too. Bro, this I sounds, still don't know. It sounds like episodes too. Yes. It's not like every day, right? No, not anymore. So now, at this point, at this point, I'm done. I'm like, yo, I'm not fighting anymore. I was like, in my oh, head, really? I like for there was a good like two months. At this point, and this was all happening after I fought in when March. Was, after you fought in. I fought in Triton. Okay. And then when did I... I saw your fight, the first fight in Atlantic City this year. It was like in October. What, October. October. Yes. Then the, and then the most recent one. Okay. Okay, so this was March last year, like of a year 2021, ago. yeah. You're telling yourself I'm not going to fight I'm anymore. done. I was like, I'm done. I can't, I can't even live. I was like, forget about train and fight other professional elite fighters. You Are know? you telling your girlfriend or anybody this at the time? Just my girlfriend. I didn't so like even parents. Al or like has no idea? No. Like, wow. No. And my was, girlfriend doesn't was, know the full you, thing. What, you felt like embarrassed by this? Definitely embarrassed. I thought people would think I'm crazy. People think I'm making excuses. You know, like, because at the end, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. You know, I, I mean, look, I agree on that on on some level, but I think like your friends care, your family care, like people that know you care, like your coaches care. You know, like there's yeah. a lot. But I understand. I understand what you're saying about that. But it's uh, but it's a weird thing too because. You're so it's first of all like the, the when whenever I hear like these fighters that get COVID a bad COVID it mm -hmm. blows my mind too because you guys are like the most healthy people yeah. in the world so it shows that like there's something going on with this but then like what you're describing now this is like a whole different type of ball game well I think it's concerning also just like as like a human being yeah it's like I don't know what like could it be like a mini stroke I don't fucking know I don't know bro. that sounds strange. Very scary. So now these things you're saying is I've had these talks with myself like, yo, what could it be? And then the tests come up negative and I'm like, yo, I know it's not in my head, you know? So this was like a huge mental battle I had to go through with myself. Um, and then I was in a, in a Facebook group called like Survivor Corps for COVID. Okay. And then like so many people, bro, when I say so many, I mean like by the thousands having these similar oh. symptoms. Really? With the people who shake. And even now, like, I'll still have, like, a little bit of, like, you know when you're nervous or, like, anxious, you shake a little bit, you know? Yeah. I'll have that a little bit. You know when you drink too much coffee, wow. maybe, and you're kind of, like, jittery? I'll have that sometimes. So but it could be COVID. I think, I think, I think it is COVID, you know? Wow. Now, why I think it affected me so much is because at the time, I didn't know what it was. I took antibiotics. I'm cutting weight. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. training hard. No, I'm completely destroying my body. Yeah, I'm, it's yeah, yeah. as vulnerable as it could be. Yeah. I might as well be 80 years old yeah, with yeah, no yeah. immune system. Oh, 100%. So I think that's why it affected me so much. And some of these fighters who, like Hamza, yeah. who, like me, my mentality was like, oh, I'm sick. I'll fucking train twice as hard. I'll exactly, sweat it out. Exactly. That's why I think a lot of you guys get fucked. Exactly. That's what I think. Yeah. So now, like, and I know a lot of my friends who have gotten sick, they just rested, who are way less healthier than me. I'm not going to say names, but they actually rested for two weeks and they're perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think just for the, like, ignorance, I want to say, like, oh, I'm going to train arrogance, maybe, whatever. I'll train twice as hard. I'll sweat right. it out. Like, maybe Hamzat has that same mentality. I think it he was got like, even hit harder, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, wow, man. Yeah, bros. I was going through a lot at the time. So I told myself, like, I'm checked out. I'm done fighting for a while. Like, completely, actually. And then... So then what was the change? I the I gave it one last chance. I was like, I'm going to go to Albania. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go run in the mountains, swim, eat good. And there's a church 
in Albania. It's like a very holy land. Yeah. Like miracles happen there. Like yeah. people go in there. Like my best friend Dardan, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. she was supposed to die at like four years old. And I don't want to go into detail. Yeah, like yeah. she had like some disease. All they brought her parents brought her to Germany. Um yeah, I don't want to go too into yeah, their business, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. all over, bro. And no doctor could save her. Their last like like route was to bring her here just as for a miracle. And then she was just healed. Oh, so this is like the land. This is a miracle Wait, place. It? It's in it's in, it's called Kisha Lachit, which means like the church of Lach, the area okay. of Lach in Albania. Saint Anthony used to go there. He would ride his horse and he would dwell up in this okay. mountain region, in this area. He would stay in the cave. Um, and this place has crazy stories, bro. Like when they first built the church, like the people of the land, because they knew this this saint would stay there. Saint Anthony, his name is. They would bring like the material up the mountain and leave it in one area, right? Every morning they'd go back. The material would miraculously be where the church is now. They'd bring the material back to this place where they wanted to build a church, and then it would just somehow end up back there. But this is like large material okay. up in a mountain, bro. It's not like you're driving from Brooklyn to Staten Island. You yeah. know, this is up where there's no machinery, there's no nothing. You know, you have to. It's very hard to get up there, even with car, with anything. So that was one story. Another story is during communism, the dictator, he made a rule to go break any mosques and churches to destroy them. Because, as you know, in communism, there's no religion. So he made a rule, all the government, like the official soldiers, to go smash all the whole places of mm. worship. 32 soldiers went to go hit this wall, like to break down the walls of the church with sledgehammers. And they all got paralyzed. Uh. 32 of them. This is a fact. 32 of them in this church. They tried, like the dictator tried to say it was like food poisoning or something, you know, like to try to swerve wow. around so, it. So this is like the holy, holy This place. is like people from all over the world go there. Wow. So then, so you went there. I went there so, finally. And so it's up in the mountains. So you're, so you're like running, swimming, like you're doing all these. Yeah. This, so the air quality is, is, is. Much different. Right. Much different. And I know people here with like asthma or like post nasal drip will, from here will go there. Wow. And Do you just know, open it up. you know how many feet? It, it, I don't know. Altitude. But so the running and training I was doing was in Shkoder, where I'm from. Okay. But I went up in the mountains in like Feth in these areas, like mountainous regions, the Alps of Albania. This church is in uh, like a little bit more south in another mountain range. So I wasn't staying in this mountain range. I went up there for a day alone. Um, There's just so many stories, bro. Like paralyzed kids walking. One time my girlfriend's cousin was there at mass. And then a deaf kid just started screaming, or a kid started screaming, and it turned out he was deaf and started hearing for the first time. So this place has crazy stories. Yeah, yeah like insane. There's stories. more than one. And like, you ask a lot of Albanians, and they all have stories that they've seen or heard wow. people getting this healed. This is crazy. I've never heard of this. this is insane. Yeah, it's insane. I'll send you links to okay. it. It's insane. So then, so then, you, so then you went? And, I went. And what happened? I just stayed there, and I just like... I uh, I just stayed there and I just observed everything, you know, for this time. And not even my family, nobody, not my girlfriend. This is my first time, like, ever being vocal about my experience right. there. Nobody even knows I really went there. Wow. Um, So I just went there and I told myself, like, yo, I'm not expecting anything, you know. And I went there for the reason for it to be my last uh, kind of, like, resort. Right. Um, An Albanian guy, a sponsor, Lindy Sadiq, I'm going to say his name, Triangle Scaffolding, he had uh he had given me five thousand dollars to go he's like yo because he's like you make us so proud when you win and you put the flag up he's like i want you to go take this money go there with no stress no nothing 
take it and wow. just that's be free, awesome. you know? That's awesome. He's like, go, if you think it'll help you, he's like, I want you to go. So he gave yeah. me $5,000 to go. And Guzman Blota, the two of them, they they really did that for me. That was amazing. That's amazing. Um, So I went up there and I just like, I was just praying, you know, just sitting on the benches, just watching all the people praying and like the kids in the wheelchairs they would bring up like to the top wow. of this mountain, you know? I didn't see anything crazy myself that day. But I just remember being at peace and just thinking like, you know what, man, like life is good. I'm like, I'm blessed. You know, God blessed me. Um, Whether I fight again or I don't, I'm like, I'm happy with everything. Wow, I'm starting to like tear up a little yeah. bit. Um, And then I remember seeing a guy there. He was like, because there were so many candles, like the wax would drip. And he was just there like shoveling it and cleaning everything, this old man. And I felt so bad for him. Um, and it was like 110 degrees that day. We're in the top of the mountain, dude. It's like a fucking the Sahara Desert. This guy's in jeans, you know, old man. And over there, like a can of Coke is 50 cents, bro. It's a third world country. So I remember I pulled out like a 20, what would be 20 US dollars. Yeah. And I went to go give it to him. I don't know why. Just like out of the kindness of my heart. It's just something like, I just felt like doing yeah. it. And he uh, he wouldn't take it, bro, no matter what. But I was like, I just told him, please. Like, I was like, for me, just take it, you know, for my own just because I want to. So he finally took it. He's like, God bless you. May God bless you. And uh, I went down. I was just taking deep breaths up there. I just kept praying, just relaxing, you know, just just watching everyone, just being at peace, bro. And I came down. I didn't feel any different. I'm like, man, I was like, I at least I tried. You know, I'm telling myself I accepted it. I was done. This was in the summer right now, bro, in August. Okay. Then I came down, went, picked up my dad at the airport because he had just gotten there. The next day now, I go on the beach, and it's like 110 degrees out. I'm on the beach. I'm like, I'm going to go for a run. And I went out that night. I slept like two hours, and I drank. So I was like, I was beat up. Barely ate, drank a lot of alcohol. It's like 110 degrees out, awesome. and I'm on the beach. Yeah, perfect vacation. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, yo, I'm done. Yeah. But I was like, let me go for a run on the beach. Bro, that day, I did five miles wow. on the sand with like... 110 degrees out no water like i said alcohol in my system and i remember sending it to ray and i was like yo i'm back yeah. <laughs> and uh, i'll never forget that and then i started like just running and just i felt good and then i had a broken collarbone too i right. forgot to mention I this that. i remember this actually. i broke it in july so at this point i was in albania and i'm running and i'm still training around my broken collarbone and then i came back because I wanted to fight in October, the fight that you came right. to. So now I came back to the doctors and my bone was like healed. My uh, collarbone like completely fused. It was like four or five weeks. It was like perfect. Wow. Doctors were like, yo, whatever you did and whatever yeah. you're doing, <laughs> just do that. And I, I was drinking colostrum, which I think was helping a lot. It's like a little it, Albanian remedy. Okay. So when a mammal, like a cow, for example, I was drinking the cow colostrum, when it gives birth, the first milk is like gold. It's like yellow. Okay. And that's I where all that's... the vitamins are and the nutrients. Oh, wow. Like the growth hormones and everything for the via, for like the little baby oh, right, right, to right, grow. Right, right. Okay, okay. So I was drinking that every day. That's, the, that's the magic potion. That's the magic, yeah. Uh. So now I came back and my bone was like perfect within like four or five weeks. It was like oh. unbelievable, maybe six weeks. And I got right back in the training. So now the rest is history, bro. I was perfect. Wow. I felt like I felt unstoppable going into that fight. I mean, there's also it's so interesting. So how long from 
before, like when you were having like the bad symptoms of the breathing, then you go to Albania and then mm-hmm. to this run. Like how much time, you took time off to rest basically. Yeah. Because you're telling yourself, I'm, I might not fight again. Yeah. So how long, how much time was that? So when I fought contender, uh, which was September, I took, I, I fought September 1st. So from September 1st, I remember to November, like mid-November, I did nothing except go to doctors. Okay. So that was about two months. And then after I fought in March. And then, But when you went to Albania, how long was that time that you were? How long was I in Albania? Yeah. I was there for like two weeks, maybe. Okay. Tw- but for the 18 most, days. other than that run, that run that you just spoke about, you didn't really do any training. I was up in the mountains I, and I was going to some Taekwondo place just to stay okay. busy. I would just run and just do legs, really. Just mainly running, though. And then, swim, so and then, then afterwards, swimming. you felt like you felt like you were, you were like I'm back. I'm, I felt like nothing. Ever it's so happened, funny though. because I remember I think I was either texting or something where I think you even said that to me, or maybe it was when we saw. I don't, I don't know when, but like I remember just like the difference between when I had seen you before, where you were like very deflated about your yes. physical condition, and then you were like, "Dude, I'm I'm good. Like I'm yeah, I'm, I'm good." It's crazy. It's it is crazy. I you remember we were up. I think it was at STK. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I think I was talking about it at that time. Yeah. And, yeah. And then everyone, too, in the gym, like, even, w- especially Weidman. Weidman would ask me the most, like, because he noticed it the most. Because he, like, we, like, thrive off each other's energy. Yeah. And, like, he noticed. He's like, yo, you, and now we talk about it. Because he came to my, uh, the fight I got the knockout yeah. in. Now you came to in October. He, like, we were having, like, the, the night before, we were having, like, the post-weigh-ins. Yeah. Uh, post, yeah, post-weigh-ins dinner. And I was telling him all this that I'm telling you. And he's like, bro, he's like, I swear to God, I remember you. He's like, this isn't Bazooka. He's like, I remember thinking to myself, like, this isn't, this isn't the superstar kid that yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, because I, like, we joke. He's like, I, he calls me his next superstar. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, you weren't yourself at all, bro. He's like, not your fighting style, not your, not your attitude, not your, just not your character at all. Wow. I was not myself at this all, so bro. Cr- so do you feel like. Other than okay, so other than the sleep stuff and all that, mm-hmm. do you feel like physically though you're you're in your like you're hun- like cl- or you said close to one hundred percent, but like you feel like you're at your best. Yeah, I feel amazing now. Like if you were so if you had like well you're not in a full camp, but like assuming full camp, you feel like you go in and you're the best version of yourself. Yeah, hands down, ever, uh, and from the mental strength, from everything and right. the life experience that. I, everything I went through, right. it just molded me no, into a sure. monster, you know? So, I feel, I mean, I feel like at this point, it's kind of like figuring out what this, like, sleep paralysis, like, that stuff is, or, like, that for me, it just as your friend, concerns me yeah. most than anything. Because that, you, you just, is, like, so, like, episodic. You don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, bro. And, like, and that's got to be still, like, scary for you, thinking, like, is this going to happen now? Like, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like if we get that under control, mm-hmm. then you're at your... You yeah. know, I don't know, bro. Doctors don't know. I I gave up on doctors, what, what about, honestly. No, but what about like? Because I do think I, I'd be curious to see what like a like a like a trained like psychologist thinks about like I don't know if that's a mental thing mm-hmm. or if that's like a phys like a physical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like if your maybe your body shuts down at weird times. I don't maybe know. maybe. So one thing I th- I I'm kind of like self diagnosing here that I've yeah. noticed that I like listening to my body. Gluten oh. has been a huge problem for me lately, the last few months. Well, if you feel bloated at times, stuff. Yeah. Too, like... So now I did like a test. Now for celiac? No, no, like a like a self test. Okay. You yeah. know, I never went and got tested actually, which yeah. I want to do. 
Uh, now, the Italian kids came back for, for like eight weeks before the last fight. They were cooking pasta every single day, you know, by the pounds. Because I ate a lot of carbs because <laughs> yeah, I yeah, trained yeah. so much. So now, I felt great up until they came. Like, all uh. this stuff was gone. They came, and I'm eating so much pasta every day. And then the bloating came back. The breathing problems came back. Oh, the brain fog. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And then I was thinking about it. And then I remember, my, I think my girl told me about something. She saw a TikTok about, like, this lady would, she, she didn't, her kids, like, weren't speaking until five or something. They were slow, like, autistic. And then she found out they have, like, the celiac disease. Uh. So they took the gluten out, and they're perfect, you know, <laughs> which is crazy. So I was like, yo, maybe I'll cut the gluten out. So I tried it for two weeks. Everything went away. Wow. So now I don't know. Maybe maybe these are all conspiracies. Who knows? May I think it is. But maybe you know what? I feel like you maybe, like your conspiracies. I, yo, I'm a conspiracy I guy. Know, bro. I, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can tell. <laughs> you say the Illuminati did it. I'm believing it, bro. <laughs> the Illuminati gave me COVID. I swear to God. <laughs> the Illuminati created COVID too. Um, that's crazy though. Yeah, wow. weird stuff. That who's to say is right or wrong? I don't know. All I can say is I know what makes me feel good or yeah. what doesn't make me feel yeah. good. I'm thinking maybe the COVID made my... So one, one thing the doctors did say is COVID... Now, people with high antibodies, which I had, I had crazy antibodies. COVID sometimes, like, cre your body from COVID, like, the antibodies linger, and your body's, like, forever fighting COVID, mm. as long as these antibodies are still in you. So I guess, like, with people, like, with the long COVID... They have so many antibodies, the body's still, like, the immune system's still, like, hyperactive. Interesting. That it's still, like, fighting a disease. It feels like it. That's why the body's so run down. So that might be a possibility. But I think maybe COVID now made me, like, uh, sensitive to gluten. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But I noticed that. But I know gluten isn't good for anyone regardless. Yeah, yeah. Generally, it's not good for you. yeah. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. At uswellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves and now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. So, so then other than that, you're eating super clean then? For the most part, yeah. I never really drink like that, you know, and especially now, like if I drink at all, like even one drink, I'll get crazy heartburn. Like I don't feel yeah, good. So yeah. I kind of don't even drink at all anymore, you know? Man, so right now you're training, you're training normal, full yeah. time? Yeah, yesterday I told you, I trained yeah, like pretty much four times yesterday. Fuck. If I feel good, I'm going to, I'm going to go hard. And for, uh, so for Aljo's camp, were you, how, how involved were you with that? Because I feel like I saw you were there a fair amount. Yeah, I was pretty much his main training, really? his training partner for that fight, for the Peter Yan fight. So, okay, so for that fight, I'm curious because I haven't talked to you really since then. Did you, uh, 
And now he put in a big camp, didn't he? Oh yeah. Ten weeks? Ten weeks, I believe, yeah. And at uh in Long Island? So he started it in Vegas. First he was supposed to fight Jan. Oh right. Uh, the that got rescheduled now. Yeah, because he had gotten the surgery. So he was sparring, but he wasn't recovered from the surgery. He was getting exhausted, like his arms weren't literally not working. Um so then he went back to Vegas. He was training there for a bit, and I guess he wasn't like feeling good and moving good. And the doctors ended up not clearing him for, from the surgery. Uh, so that's why he had to pull that's out. Fault. So then after that, he was doing a lot of PT for a few weeks. I don't know how long. Then he started his camp in Vegas and then finished it, like, I think the last six weeks in New York with us. Wow. And did you notice, like, with a guy like that, do you notice the difference between week six and then down to the last week? Bro. I remember, like, every single sparring session, it got harder and harder to deal with him. And I was training, too. But I wasn't, like, training to get ready for a fight, you know? So he's progressing a lot faster than I am, just keeping up with him. But I remember the last sparring session, fucking, bro, he came crazy. Even in the fifth round, he was coming out, like, crazy. He might have threw, like, 100-something punches just in the fifth round of us sparring. Fuck. And so what moment, because you were telling me before he started, like, you knew he was going to win. I knew he was going to win, bro, no matter what. As long as he just did what... I told him, well, yo, just do what you... Me and, like, everyone told him, just do what you did in the training and sparring. This fight is yours. How different, like, when he... What, what was he doing in the training and sparring? Was he, like, was he do, going for those takedowns and, like, trying to backpack the way he did in uh, in the fight? Yeah, that's his game plan always, yeah. bro, you know? But oh, I his think... His body lock is so... It's insane, it's bro. It's insane. Yeah, it makes me want to... Like, I almost threw up a few times. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like that tight. Yeah, it's bad. It's, and so it's like because his leg is on your stomach, like... He he just, like... his He's just so physically, like, wrestling strong. He has, like, yeah. a different grip strength from all the years of grappling. And also, he knows when to squeeze, where to squeeze, uh. how long... Like, he'll, like, if he has a body triangle, for example, like, he'll, there's a point where he'll squeeze his arms where he's choking you and you're fighting the hands, but he'll leave his legs loose. And so he doesn't burn out his legs. And then when his arms start getting a little heavy, he'll lock up the legs tighter so it sucks your wind out. So you're getting choked from up here when he's choking with the hands. Even if he doesn't have a deep choke, you're getting suffocated. Then he'll go back down to the the body while his arms are resting. And then he'll bicep, like he'll backpack off that, you know, top bottom. But the whole time you're suffocating. Because I thought, I mean, honestly, in that fight, it was so, uh, it was so impressive because he showed such like the adjustments were perfect. Yeah, you know, because you could tell like the first fight, the issue is that he came out too hot, and then he just kind of gassed himself a little bit and he slowed mm-hmm. down. And then and Peter Yan is an unreal athlete. He's a monster. So it's like, but then in that second fight, like he just he paced himself like yeah. he found the moments like when he got when he got to the back he stayed there yeah yeah he didn't like rush it was ju- everything was just perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he he definitely he followed the game plan perfectly um but then the biggest thing bro is really he didn't eat that first fight he cut the weight you know imagine wow. you cut all that weight you rehydrate the day of you know the Thursday yeah. Friday right Saturday morning comes fight day he just had so we were quarantined at the time. This was still during quarantine. Oh, right. So we ordered food from Broken Yoke, this cafe. He just had like a pancake and like two eggs all day, bro. After cutting weight, you know, you, sp- you should still yeah, be rehydrating yeah. and fueling up. That's all he had all day. And I remember thinking like, I remember asking him like, yo, bro, do you want to eat a little more? You know, like you good? He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. 
And I was like, all right. And we were in the back room for that fight, warming up. And I remember, like, I broke his grip. Like, his grip wasn't as strong as it usually is because I have to really work to break his grip. Because I'm, I'm a little bigger than him, yeah. you know? But it broke a little easier. I remember thinking, like, his arms feel, like, a little oh, weak in the back room. I never, I didn't say it in the moment, you know? He's about to fight. But then, like, after everything, I now that he won now, we talk about it. I was like, yo, I remember in the back room, you know, like, your grip was a little weak. Like, I, I knew you you weren't feeling good. Yeah. I felt it in the warm-up with him before the fight. But then this fight, when we were warming up, he was launching me with one arm. Literally lifting me up with one arm, like... Like a WWE move. He looked in unreal shape. Yeah, he was... He was shredded. Dude, he was doing... We were doing Shark Tank rounds. Like, we were putting him in bad positions. He would do six five-minute rounds. Every half round, switch person and 30-second rest. When he was, like, in his peak. That's unbelievable, bro. That's unreal. And we're all, like, pros. Marab, me, Delemi, you know, like, all these guys. Every half round, he's switching. He's doing six rounds straight with 30-second rest. And he's destroying know. us. No, I know. No, I was I was so happy for him. I was so happy for you. I was so happy for all of you guys because that was just uh, it was just so impressive. You Thank know you, what bro. I mean? Especially because like you saw him. What was it like after the the illegal knee when you were with him? Like, what were the conversations like? So I remember we walked to the back room and he couldn't even like walk straight. I had to put his arm around my shoulder when we were, like we yeah, walked to the Yeah, I remember seeing a video of that. I think I saw a video. Of that. Yeah, there was one point where I think Nixick was holding him, and then like. I, I don't know if he went to go grab some stuff, but then me and Aljo went to the... I don't remember what happened exactly. I think they brought Angel, Aljo in the ambulance, and I brought him to the ambulance, but he, I had to hold him, like, with his arm around me and stuff, and then I was holding the belt with him and everything, and, like, we we finally, after a few hours, we get back to the house, and he was still, like, kind of out of it, you know? And all of his friends were, like... You know, cheers in him. He didn't. He wasn't really in the mood to. Yeah. You know, but then his friends were telling him like, "Yo, say I'm a champion. Say I'm a champion." You know, trying to like uplift him after yeah, yeah. you know after after everything that happened. Just being good friends, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when the video came out, and they were trying to make it seem like Aljo's celebrating yeah, and parading yeah, with the belt. Yeah. So it was just like, bro, it's typical media, bro. You yeah, know, like yeah. they twist the story and yeah. uh, make it seem like to play a narrative, which. It wasn't what it, that wasn't what it was at all. Yeah. And then once all this sh- hate started coming out, Aljo's like, yo, fuck these people, bro. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. troll them, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> now yeah. No, now he's trolling heavy. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, so for you, so I guess like, I think when this comes out, it will have broken, but we got a little fight. We got a little fight coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So July 26th, contender, first episode of the season. I'm, I'm and they don't tell you where on the card you're going to be? No, not yet. I feel like it'll probably be close to the top. I'm hoping main event. I'm hoping main event for you too. Yeah. Um, what's your mentality like going into your second contender series? So, because I think that's an advantage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've been there, and I've been in the apex so many times. Apex cornering Aljo, yeah. I fought there. Yeah. Um, you know, like people find out now, and they're like, "Oh, congratulations!" I'm like, I really don't give a shit. You know, like the first time I was like, "Oh my god, I made it!" I got yeah. so caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, my dreams are coming true. Now it's just like, yo, I gotta go take care of business. Yeah, I gotta break yeah. this guy's face. Yeah. Finish him in front of Dana. Yeah. Talk my shit. Get that contract and take over the game. It's business now. Um. 
You know, like there's like an Eminem song, Lose Yourself. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was playing in the beginning, the mood all changed. Yeah, yeah. That's really how it feels like now. Really? You know, like it's not a game anymore. Now well, I'm here it, to kill everyone. It's so funny because like when I, so for people that haven't seen you fight, when I saw you in Atlantic City in October, I was so impressed. Like I'm biased because like I'm always rooting for you. But what I was incredibly impressed by was like that place, first of all, is packed with Albanians. And y'all <laughs> motherfuckers are the are the craziest people I've ever met. And you're like so like they're so like n- like pro Albania, pro like it's all yeah. about like our brothers, our sisters. I love that part. You guys, it's all about family. It's all about like Thank your you, countrymen, bro. like all of that. And and you like packed that that little venue and like I was so impressed at how you uh first of all your your performance was you took care of business. But like that's a lot of pressure on you. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like they like you you knew it was it wasn't a secret. Like ninety nine percent of the people there were there for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, does that you feel that pressure? I do. Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, it keeps me up at night. Even now, like I, yeah. it'll keep me up at night. Uh I have problems sleeping because of stuff like that. So you, you think know, it's it hits okay, me. interesting. It's pressure. Uh stress, but it's it depend now it depends on who you are. Will you use it as right fuel and motivation right. or will you succumb to it and be like oh my god this is too much i use it as uh fuel if i'm feeling lazy or tired like it's a slap in the face to everyone who believes in me right. who, who's proud of me winning right. who when i raise that red and black flag that they feel like they're yeah. winning too so it's i feel like it's more it's about more than just me it's about more than just my family it's about a whole race of 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 people is it hard for you to not Cause like now that we like the the contender series fight is announced, is it hard for you to like not look ahead too much? Cause like I don't even know if they ha- is there an Albanian UFC fighter. There's a little Latifi, Earlier. and then Ramiz Brahimi's like, in there he's, now. He's he's sweet. He's Swedish. Yeah, he's from Albanian. Sweden. Yeah. Um. Oh right, and Ramiz. Ramiz, he grew up in the Bronx. Okay. Oh, interesting. I know that. Yeah. Um. But like. I think undoubtedly if you, when you make, get into the UFC, like you become that next, their little golden child of the, of Albania. Oh, that's possible. That's why, I think that's why Paradigm picked me up. Yeah. I they they so say too. I got that like McGregor thing with the Irish and the Albanians. Yeah. Um, I got like that kind of like a cult following. Everyone uses <laughs> no, this word cult no, it is, following. Oh, the know? Albanians are 100% yeah. cult. 100%. I yeah. like the debate, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, like uh, I think I'll definitely have a good following and a good backing. But how do you? But how do you stay focused, knowing you're so close to your goal? Cause that's tough. So yeah, it is tough, you know, and it depends. Like people, I'm not the type to let it blow my head up. Yeah. If I'm gonna talk my shit, I'm gonna talk my shit because I'm gonna talk my shit. Um, at the end of the day, though, bro, if everyone loves you when you're winning, but if you lose, nobody knows you. Yeah. You know, so I just I just keep the mentality, win or lose, I'm going to go forward on the next fight with the same mentality. Yeah. Just go hustle, work hard. Because the next fight's the next fight. You know, it doesn't mean I could be on a 20-fight win streak, but this next guy is the next guy. Right. I don't know if that makes sense yeah. at all. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, and it's so, you know, and I, well, I told you I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get Laura to get me tickets. But I booked my flight. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm... It's it's a it's a big moment, you know, and I think what's hard is like I can't imagine what it's like for you when you feel kind of the overwhelming pressure because that's got to be that's got to be paralyzing sometimes, too. Yeah. Like you're a human being. 
Oh, like 100%. you're confident, you're you're all these things, you're talented. But at the end of the day, you're also a human being. Like it's normal to feel nervous. It's oh, normal yeah, to feel 100%. like. And so my, I guess my question for you also is like, what, when did you started? How long you been doing this thing? Uh, like training or like competing? Full, full MMA. Full MMA. Honestly, I started at 19. I'm 24 now. Wow, so it's only been five years. Yeah, I started at 19 at law, and I got on contender at 22. Wow. Before that, you hadn't touched anything, any gyms or any of that. I no, I did boxing. Oh, so you and, like, start judo. So you started with the boxing background. Yeah. Boxing and judo background. Yeah, and like uh, karate, karate and judo is what I really started with when, when I was when you eight. Oh, when you were eight. Yeah. Okay, so you've been like kind of fighting. Yeah, like training and you know, like little karate tournaments. I did a lot of karate tournaments and like judo tournaments, uh-huh. judo tournaments. Um, since I was a kid. And then, what point did you tell yourself I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an MMA fighter? So I took an amateur MMA fight. I had no idea what I was signing up for when I was 18. Um, yeah, I was 18. The guy was 23. I took it. I got the call from my coach at the time. He's like, "Oh, you want to fight?" I'm like. All right, fuck it. Why not? I'll go, you know? So I go. I end up... I had no idea what I was getting myself into, bro. I knocked the guy out in the first round, and then everyone was going crazy, and it was just the sickest adrenaline rush. I was like, oh, I like this, you know? Like, I could beat people up, and people love me for it. (laughs) So uh, I was like, I want to keep doing this. So I did another one. I fought for dead serious, but I ended up losing uh, on points. You know, the guy just wrestled me. But I lost, and I'm like, damn. I was like, I can't... I have good striking for where I'm at, but I was like, I have no ground game. I was like, I got to really, I was like, I got to get with a good team. I was like, and if I'm going to do it, I got to be with the best. That's how I ended up at Saralongo. Wow, man. So you've only been fighting as like a, like MMA for five years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. And then figure COVID took pretty much a lot of it out too. Yeah. Wow. See, but that's also got to be, bro, like, think about the potential. You're, yeah. 20, you're 24. Yeah, 24, bro, yeah. I got I got a, I got a long ride to go. Especially because, like, a lot of these fighters are peaking at, like, 32, 33. How old is Aljo? Aljo's 33, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. I agree bro, with like you. Like, imagine nine, ten years what you could do. God willing, three-time world champ. That's my goal, hey, bro. Really? 45, 55, So, okay, so when, I, so when I say, like, when we think, okay, let's say... Three years. Where what's the where do you hope to be in three years? Three years, I would say featherweight champ. Okay. Featherweight champ. Ten years? Ten three years? Time, three time? Three time multiple def- defenses, all of them. What? McGregor status McG- at that time, yeah. Bigger. D- different different weight classes? Different weight classes. You go down yeah. to thirty five easy? I can't. So 55? I'm one seventy eight right now. So fifty five. Yeah, 45, 55, 70 is my thing. You think, you think 70? You'd have yeah. to bulk, though, for that. I'd bulk, but I'm still growing. How tall are you? 5'10". Okay, yeah. How So Usman's like 5'11 or something? 5'10"? Yeah, I mean, uh, you got guys like Hamza. He's six, Hamza's yeah, huge, he's bro. 6'2". He's yeah, a monster. He, he can fight at 185 or even like yeah, 205, yeah, yeah. honestly. Look, that, but like that 170 would be doing something like uncharted territory, you know? <sighs> Dude. Hey, hyping me up right now. <laughs> well, I'm excited for no, because like it's uh, you know, I mean, and I didn't even know a lot of these things that you told me today, but it's uh, it's made you stronger in a lot of ways, you know, mentally, physically. Like yeah. the fact that like a year ago you were telling yourself I might not fight again. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And, so, and now you're on contender series 
you know, on the verge of UFC. Yep. They actually called me for contender last year too. Oh, right. But yeah. I turned it down yeah, because I, I said I wanted more experience, which is true. I did want mm -hmm. more experience, but I was in no position to, to fight to or to compete. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't go fight like this and blow my, blow the, sh blow yeah. my shot. You know, I already fought one time. So I had to say no. And, uh, but now it's just the right time, bro. It's my time. It's just my time. I worked so hard. I overcame so much. My experience went up so much since the last fight. And I almost beat Melsic. You know, I had some really good moments in the fight. And he's doing great in the UFC now. So I just think, like, no matter who they put in front of me, bro, it's, a, it's I'm going to fucking kill them. No matter what. I don't care. I didn't even watch this guy's fight. <laughs> I haven't watched this fight. So I don't care. I watched, like, a little bit. I remember we yeah. talked about it. Uh, and that's it. Since then, I didn't even look him up, you know? I don't even care. I'm just going to go... I'm focused on me. You know, I, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I can do. And I'm going to just go do it. And then when the pressure's on, I love that shit, bro. I don't even think I got anything else to say. That's a, <laughs> that's a perfect way to wrap. But, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm happy that we did this. I'm happy to have you on again in the future. Thank I'm, you, I'm happy to be there. July 26th. Nah, you're the man, bro. You're better, a G. Y'all turn, tune in. You'll see me in the July background going nuts. You're going crazy, yeah. With an Albanian <laughs> um, flag. No, we got to get you an Albanian oh, flag. Oh, you're getting the Albanian I'm gonna flag. I'm going to get you an Albanian flag. Um, no, but I'm, uh, dude, I'm just happy for you in general just to, you know, I'm I'm a little worried about the the, the those episode things. Yeah, yeah. Because that just, like, that scares me for, for you as a person. But other than that, the health seems much better, yep. which is very, very important. Girlfriend, she's happy. You're happy. Family seems like they're in good shape. Yep. And we got a fight coming up soon, and you're about to be in the UFC. God, so yeah, like, God is good, man. Inshallah, brother. Inshallah. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, bro. For real. Thank you, man. You've Beautiful. always been a good dude. I know Love you're my you, guy. Bro. Love you, bro.